Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Van City Health. Today we have Parneet Sidhu, who's in her last year at Simon Fraser University studying kinesiology with a concentration in active health and rehabilitation. She's a fitting expert at Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, a physiotherapy assistant at Kids Physio Group, and the events director and pioneer for Motion Bell for the Special Olympics at SFU. Having known Parneet, she's a dedicated student with top quality work ethic, and it's my honor to welcome you to the show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Great. Um, so jumping right into it, is your what's your current plan right now as a student? You're in your you're in your last year. What's the next step? Next step is definitely to graduate, get out of SFU by yeah. December, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, go to physio school somewhere in Canada. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, do you have your sights on a few universities ready? Yeah, I'd say University of Toronto is probably um, at number one right now, cool. and then McMaster is a close second. There's Western on there, UBC's on there. Right. Yeah, and then going abroad would be kind of like the last hope. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So out of everyone that we've interviewed so far, why the U of T? I guess they're more research-based universities, yeah. you probably know. And I guess I'm really into that. Like that kind of excites me in a way that to find out what else is out there based right. excluding what we already know, which I think is pretty neat. And having talked to physios that graduated from U of T and are practicing now, they said their program, the way that it's set up, it kind of takes the students into consideration and the way their exams and whatnot and the whole schedule is laid out. And is it a two-year program at yeah, UT? two-year program. Gotcha. So a lot of people really like the hands-on aspect, especially here at UBC, and that's what we've heard. Yeah. As you're trying to tailor your application towards U of T, what are you doing differently to prepare yourself for that application or what have you done? I guess just jumping into new opportunities that I think would be relevant to the field and some that are kind of outside the field to right. make my resume, if you may, like just diverse and different than others cool. and kind of not just focusing on working a regular job and then going to school and having that, but yep. having more than just a job and school right. on there. Perfect. Yeah. So at SFE right now, you know, over your entire undergrad career, what are some of the resources, any clubs, mentors, really anything that you that has helped you at SFU keep you on track or get you on track to working towards being a physio? I'd say to start off, definitely co-op. I heard about the yeah. program right off, like first year, it was everywhere. Right. And I was intrigued by it and I decided to apply for it in my second year. And I've only done one co-op job, but to kind of expand on co-op itself, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like the counselors or like the profs that are part of co-op that right. really helped. I would say the students that you meet when you have the resume workshops and the cover letter workshops and the students that you talk to there and you ask them, is it your first term, second term, third term, where have you worked? Like, you know, what are your goals, whatnot? And then hearing their stories from like, oh, I worked at XYZ clinic and like, this was my right. experience. And then secondly, when you're applying for jobs themselves, like going on the platform that they had set up to apply for jobs, it was, I found that there was jobs on there that I didn't even know I qualified for. Right. Like there was a job you could work for someone under the white caps or like basketball awesome. BC, yeah. yeah, or volleyball BC. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know. I thought the only thing I could do was work in a physio clinic. Right. Um, and that's kind of what my, I had my eyes set on um, from the get go. But just realizing that there's more you can do with a kinesiology degree was Great. really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. When a lot of people think about co-ops and getting work experience, it's really more tailored for business students, or at least that's the mindset of a lot of a student for a lot of students. So what can you say about doing co-op as a kinesiology student? I think it's extremely important just because anybody who's studying kin right now will know that you're even confused in what your scope of practice is. And even in BC now, like it's really the lines are very blurry on what even a kinesiologist can do. And this is just like another opportunity to kind of for you to kind of figure out, okay, this is what's available to me. And at first I always thought it was, and I always recommended it to my friends as, hey, if you don't know what you want to do, do co-op. Like it'll give yeah. you what you, it'll give you the options. But me having 
like from the get-go, I knew that I wanted to be a physio. And I was like, do I really need to do co-op? Because I already know what I'm going to do. But I feel like it really shows you what else is out there and what you may not have even considered before right. you made your decision. So I would recommend it um, to kinesiology students, whether you know what you want to do or don't know what you want to do, or just want to expand and add something to your resume. Because, you know, it could be so hard being a university student and trying to hunt for those jobs themselves, yourselves. So it kind of, uh, it's like a helping hand to help right. you. Were you really close with your co-op advisors at all? One of them I was. She helped me land the position that I got right. at Kintech. But yeah, so I'd say one of them. They're really, really helpful right. in the sense that they might not, they know a lot about the field and you may not feel comfortable like talking to them about the field, but they're really helpful in the process themselves and right. make sure that it goes very smoothly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. I think a lot of students kind of forget that those advisors are helping all the students going through the program and they've helped, you know, from first year is all the way. Yeah, six, seven years, yeah. um, get all that experience. So I think they are just a really great knowledge resource for people, you know, such as yourself studying because, you know, they've seen a lot of different types of paths and tracks that people, you know, taken to, to get to that other day. Yeah. Besides co-ops, is there anything else, like research opportunities, other clubs, any other mentors at SFU? I would say Kim Games was yeah. another thing, not just within our team itself. Like, I feel like meeting other people because... Before Kim Games, it was always just I had friends in my year. Didn't really yeah. know anyone in higher year, lower year. Um, but whereas at Kim Games, like you see, there's people in like second year up to like their sixth year. Right. So talking to them and getting their opinion on like whether it be co-op or like certain classes that they took right. and how that impacted them, that was really cool. And then also Kim Games itself, going there yeah. and then meeting people across Canada. And even though I feel like when I did go to Kim Games last year and even this year, like when you meet somebody, you're not going to start talking about, hey, what are you studying? What courses right. are you taking, right? Like, it's more than that. And then coming home and then seeing them post about opportunities that they've taken advantage of. Yeah. And then, like, you're reaching out to them and say, how do you like like this and whatnot? Gotcha. So that was really helpful to me. Great. And for our audience, both uh, Prenny and myself were part of the kinesiology yes. games team at SFU. <laughs> but in your words, what are the kinesiology games? I would say, like, aside from all the competition that there is, which I don't even think there's a whole lot of, it's yeah. more... Just meeting people that are similar, like studying something similar to you, but like across Canada. And it's like super easy to make friends because going to a university as SFU, you know how hard it is to make friends. Like, right. But like it creates an environment where building those relationships is super easy. Yeah. Um, and then like you build such a connection with your team that you feel like you have somebody at SFU as well. Perfect. Do you have any research opportunities at SFU? Not like now. At first, it was not something that I was super interested in, but like going into like I guess my third or fourth year is when I started to realize that I like wanted to do research, but never got to really take advantage of that at SFU, I guess. But I know that there's a lot of research opportunities with props. It doesn't even have to be something that's like a poster up on like on the wall. It could just be you going up to your prop after lecture, like, hey, I found this concept really interesting, yep. and then the prop just expanding on that and saying, hey, like I actually have a lab on this, blah blah blah, and then. You being a research assistant, so cool. Yeah, gotcha. I'm digging deeper into your uh, co-op experience. Um, I know it was obtained through Kintech, but did you know anyone else working there uh, beforehand that might have, you know, helped you get your foot in the door or your name to um, one of the hiring managers? Not necessarily. No, I'd say after I found out, oh, I had class with you and you and you, and yeah. we just didn't know each other, gotcha. um, and they're all working at Kintech. But before applying, I didn't hear anyone say. Gotcha. Uh, what if? in some transferable skills or knowledge that you learned there that you think will help you in the physio realm? I think one of them that I didn't really realize right off the bat, I always thought it was going to be, okay, 
I want to take people, like, you know, I want to help them when you do a gait analysis, see, yeah. like, their biomechanical problems. But what I really realized is Kintech really showed me the business side of everything, which I thought was really surprising. But, like, being a podiatrist, what? at Kintech, they need to have a positive relationship with the medical doctors and physios around their clinics, obviously, so they can refer to them and then vice versa. But I feel like that's something that I didn't realize that once I do, when I do become a physio, it, I will have to have these positive relationships with the doctors and chiros and right. all the other medical professionals around me so that we can refer to each other because that's how yeah. you get your client base set up initially, I'd say. So I think that was extremely important. Yeah. So really when you say business skills, it's really how interconnected Kintech was with all those practitioners. Yes, the exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and what is something that you learned there, or at least experienced, that you was like an unexpected opportunity or unexpected experience that you got there that you didn't think you'd get there? I guess I'd say like just networking with the other physios mm-hmm. and that they're part of like just because I know how important growing your network could be in like just even if it is just a quick coffee chat with the physio or like just that they come into the store and you get to talk to them and they ask you what you're studying from there. I really didn't think that that was at all what I was going to learn at Kintech. I really thought I was just going to be taking people's feet, watching them walk, getting them for footwear and whatnot. But yeah, so it really showed that like networking definitely plays a huge role. Gotcha. Yeah. And we're talking with, you know, some of those potential physios. I'm assuming you got some insider knowledge on, you know, what some of the processes are for applying different schools and pros and cons from, from the schools that they went to. Yeah, exactly. Right. And how did you become a physio assistant at Kids Physio Group? Two of my coworkers at Kintech volunteered at Kids Physio Group. Gotcha. And then they kind of telling they were near the end of their degree where I was, I was like in my second year. Yeah. And they were telling me how much fun it was. I volunteered there. And then I finally, after thinking about it for like six months, I finally decided to apply. (laughs) Yeah, so you got to make like activities around it, which is really cool because it really taps into your creative side to come up with these activities so the kids don't really think that they're working on a certain muscle, but they're just Mm -hmm. playing the game. Yeah, so that was really cool about it. Really cool. And what's uh, what's the age range of those kids that's working with? All the way from babies to like teens. I'd say that, yeah, so like I've worked with like little kids. There's physios for babies. I've never heard of that before. (laughs) Yeah, it was unreal. But yeah, there's like little babies, you like, you're basically playing with the baby. What do, what do you do? Like, how do you, like, assess anything as a, like, this is completely out of, like, my domain of knowledge, but like, yeah. how does a physio go to a baby? It's like, right, we need to do this, this, and this. Yeah, that's so interesting <laughs> to me, too, because the first client comes in and I was like, okay, we're just going to play with the baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> seeing if they can, like, move their head and oh. having, like, a toy to distract them to, like, get the toy to shake it on this side and see if they can hmm. move their head and then bring that same toy. Very um, interesting. Yeah, so I was like, oh. huh. I I thought the age range would start up five or six maybe, yeah. but it really goes all the way that early. Yeah. Wow. What have you liked the most about working at Kids this year? Um, I guess like like I said before, like really tapping into like your creative side and thinking of activities that the kids could do. Like say they lack core strength, but you need to help them build a core, but you're not going to tell them, "Hey, we're going to do planks." Like yeah. that's not how it works. So <laughs> For sure. you have to kind of play games with them that will engage their core in a sense, and I really like that. And at the time I was, or like after volunteering for about, I'd say six or eight months, I was taking a course in human growth and development while volunteering there. And there was so much overlap. I'd learn about a specific set of conditions. I'd go in to volunteer and right there I'd see someone come in who presented with those like symptoms or whatnot. And then I would that spark discussion with the physio and it was just another way to kind of expand my knowledge. And then that's kind of when I realized that I want to go into pediatric physiotherapy. Yeah. Amazing. What do you think has been your biggest takeaway 
from working uh, or volunteering at Suzu? Um, I think it would be to just, like, I know everybody says that, like, work, when you enter the work, like, when you enter work, everything from home gets left at the door. Yeah. But I think it's extremely important that kids you because you are working with children. And right. As we know, children can right away detect what's wrong and they'll yeah. keep picking at it until you give them something. Yeah. So I think that is extremely important to really have that door between your home life and your work life and coming in with, of course, like an enthusiastic gotcha. attitude. Gotcha. Yeah. And do you think this experience has just confirmed that you do want to go into Pediatric physio. Yeah. Um, I was always, like I said, I applied to volunteer at Kids Physio way later before I like, found out. And that was because I always had my mind set on sports physio because mm-hmm. I've always played in teams growing up and I loved that team environment. Right. And I wanted to be like a sports physio for a team. Yeah. But when I found out about this opportunity, I was like, should I go into it? Like, should I not? I've worked with kids before, not something that I enjoyed a lot, but it was just kind of something that I did just to volunteer. Awesome. Then when I started volunteering there, and it wasn't until I had that course that had so much overlap that I realized, well, like this is actually really what I want to do. Yeah, that's very interesting. So I'd say from even this experience, it just shows the benefit of, of doing things like co-op or trying different things because you never know what you're really going to fall in love with. Exactly. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. Like, I know we all go into Kim thinking I'm going to be some sort of a physio and like there's a billion specializations even within the physio field right. um, that I feel like we don't even realize. I didn't even know there was like pediatric physio I didn't know there was physios <laughs> working babies nowadays, but apparently there are. Um, so yeah, putting yourself in these situations where you are forced to be uncomfortable outside your comfort zone is extremely important. Amazing. Talking about going outside of your comfort zone, uh, we can move on to motion ball for the Special Olympics. Uh, I think it might be best if you said, like, what is Motion Ball? So Motion Ball is a not-for-profit organization that I originated in Toronto. And basically what it is, it's an organization that raises funds and awareness for the Special Olympics. It targets, I'd say, mostly, like, youth professionals to kind of get them to tap into their own social circle and go from there to get together to raise um, funds and awareness for a really special cause. Gotcha. And what, uh, what made you feel so passionate about bringing it over to SFU? I'd say when we were at the Kim Games, they, yeah. I know leading up to the Kim Games, we did like fundraisers for yeah. them, raised um, awareness and funds and whatnot. And it was just something that I, at least I just did because we had to do it. Right. They were just like, okay, we got to collect donations. I like, just yeah. link out to my family and friends. Yeah, like, sure. We got to collect these donations. Yeah. But it was not until when we got there and they actually had a presentation and I saw a bunch of students going up to them after and talking to them. Yeah. And it seemed like they already had a relationship, obviously, because right. they had chapters set up at their school. So when we got back from the Kim Games, I really looked into it and saw that Basically, every single school in the East, obviously, um, <laughs> yeah. had uh, motion ball chapters set up at their school. And I was like, okay, looked into if any NBC did. And I think at that time, UBCO kind of had started theirs, um, but there was nothing really else, no right. other university that had it. And that's when I saw if the SFU didn't have something like this. And yeah. I feel like that's something is really important to bring up right. to the West Coast. So yeah, I feel like really that's cool. Really cool. So how does it support, uh, support the athletes? So basically what it does is, one is awareness, just a lot of you'd be surprised a lot of people don't know what the special Olympics are right. and then they raise funds so i think 70 percent goes to the special olympics canada foundation and then 25 percent goes to that provincial chapter so if we raise money at sfu it goes to special olympics bc right. and then five percent of it goes to their no good way campaign which is a campaign to stop the use of the r word right. in regular conversation gotcha. yeah. really cool so going over to bring emotion ball to sorry bc yeah. There, like, how has your network expanded after you know getting into conversation with these people and trying to you know, start, start it up at SFU? Yeah, first, um, when I started it, 
and you gave me the email of Emma to reach out. And I reached out to her and she said, that's perfect. Like, you know, we'll have a phone call, whatnot. And I always thought it was just going to be me communicating with just her in Toronto or like just the team in Toronto because that's where they're based out of. So I was like, okay, it's just going to be phone calls, video calls, whatever, just to them. Then I realized she got put me in touch with Special Olympics, BC, like fundraising coordinator and everything. And then I talked to them. And then recently I went to the AGM in Toronto and then you get together with all the schools who have emotional chapters and then your social circle is expanded a ton because you're learning from how their experience is different from yours and like what helped with their school and what could possibly help with yours gotcha. um, and whatnot. So yeah, I'd say it's helped a lot with that. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, you know, you're going into your last year of university. Have you done anything to ensure that torch is passed on uh, for when you're gone? Yeah, that's something that I've been think- thinking about a yeah. lot because I don't just want it to be like a one and done thing. Exactly. I do think that the cause is super important yeah. and this chapter should stay at SFU. As we know, SFU is extremely difficult yeah. for the student, yeah. um, I guess, a student life of things. But having as my like the table set up at as many places as we can around the campus because a lot of people don't know what motion ball is. So right. You'd be surprised the amount of people that come up to us on my table set up like, oh, what sport is this? How do you play motion ball? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, it is not a sport. <laughs> it's like an organization and whatnot. Right. So just having these conversations with people. And I feel like even a lot of my friends didn't know what it was yeah. and then telling them about it and then spreading the word. I think it's just like having those conversations as like having as many of those conversations as yeah. you can. Yeah. And, you know I, know, I know for a fact that one of the you know, biggest events of the year for, for any emotional chapter is the marathon sport. Can you talk more about what that is? Yeah. So that's basically where it's a day filled with sports. You basically sign up in teams of like eight to 10 players. And then on the day of the event, a special Olympic athlete gets put on your team. So it could be like two or uh, one to two of them. And then basically throughout the entire day, you're just playing sports with them, with other teams that also have yeah. athletes on their team. And then that's when, and leading up to the marathon of sport, that's when you're working and raising funds, raising yep. awareness, telling your family and friends about the cause that you're a part of and whatnot. Yeah, and it's a really, really fun day. Awesome. Yeah. Are there any other events during the year that um, help fundraise or help promote motion ball in any way? Yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. It kind of depends on like the school or city chapter. So like, there's the city chapters and there's the school chapter. And then it's up to that committee. Like I, they're definitely encouraged. So it could just be like a holy night at a little oh, okay. bowling alley. So yeah, it could literally be anything. The main goal always is to get Special Olympic athletes involved somehow because mm-hmm. they really want them to be the voice of the organization. Right. So like if it is just like at a bowling alley, you get Special Olympic athletes out there so people can communicate to them, talk to them, right. and build relationships. Because I feel like that's the important part. For sure. Yeah. And someone listening to this wanted to bring emotional to their university, what would be their first steps? I guess their first step would be find out if your university has... Um, emotion ball chapter if it does not reach out to emma it's emma at motionball.com and yeah and go from there and they're super helpful like i cannot stress that enough like it is so stressful to bring something to a university all by yourself but to have them on the back end doing the work and making sure that it is so easy for you to get the job done unreal so it's great organization to be a part amazing of. and i'm honestly i remember our very first conversation when you potentially bring it over to SFU. i was like so ecstatic that one of our team members asked that he wanted to bring it over, and I was super um, excited about that that, uh, that prospect. And here we are today, and you've done a fantastic job. So I just wanted to let you know that yeah. I'm super proud of all the work that you did of uh, bringing it over, and I'm super excited to see where Motional can can go to at SFU. But uh, almost on the close, if you had any advice for students still studying their undergrad in you know Canada outside, any health-related field, or even if not, if they want to go into the phaser one day. What 
Would you have any other tips or advice um, for what they can do right now? I think the most important thing that I've mentioned throughout the podcast a lot would be definitely put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable. Right. Put yourself in situations where you never thought you'd be. Yeah. Like I know people have their mindset on doing X, Y, and Z, but I don't know, try something different. Right. And I know that sounds super generic yeah. because you probably hear it all the time, but I think that's why it's so important is putting yourself in those situations. Yeah, you might realize either you'll realize yeah i want to do this or this is cool i didn't know it or you'll realize hey this is not something i want to do and then if anything it'll just i like how badly you did want to do the other thing that you had your mindset on so just being uncomfortable is what really allows you to grow gotcha you know i think that brings a really good point of you know going outside your comfort zone you know whether it be kids caesar you're learning that you want to go to theatric physiotherapy or bring emotional over it seems like you know because Greatly expanded after taking these uh, these opportunities on, and uh, really looking forward to where you are in a few years and to see how uh, how you're doing on Rivals. Great, thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Great.